I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. AM 1420, WBSN presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and science advisor Matt Moniz. And we're here to talk with you. Normally we talk with you about the paranormal each and every Saturday night, and we will a little bit later on in the program tonight. We'll get into some of the controversy that's surrounding the paranormal field this week. It seems like every week there's something different, but there's uh, definitely something brewing this week, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. And uh, we, we'll we'll offer at least uh, our somewhat informed opinions uh, as well. So for everybody that's on the, the website and emailing us and everything, we'll, we'll get to that, believe me. Um, we'll save it for the bottom bottom part of the show, and you can call in and and share your thoughts as well. But uh, we we like to take one night out uh, every year as we approach the holiday season and dedicate our show to Rock for Christmas, which is a a charitable endeavor by our friend Wayne Morrison. It's in its thirteenth year, and the fact that basically one man with a staff of many volunteers, but one man being the driving force behind this, can keep it going. Uh, for 13 years is amazing enough, and the fact that they can help so many families with this event uh, and multiple events is uh, even better. So we're going to dedicate the entire night to Rock for Christmas. Uh, linked up right on the front page of SpookySouthCoast.com is a link to the Rock for Christmas website, but it's Rock then four the number four Xmas.com. If you want to go there and and check out what's happening and find out how to purchase tickets and make donations, and we'll be here. Uh, until midnight, and if anybody wants to come by and drop off a donation, we'll happily send Matt Moniz out there to, to grab it so you can uh, you can drop off a check and get a Matt Moniz autograph while you're here, um, especially if it's on the back side of that check. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take any, any donations anybody wants to make while we're here. And, of course, all the way through uh, the holiday season, just feel free to bring them by here, and we'll make sure they get into the hands of Wayne and the Foundation. But... Wayne, we're we're always happy to have you hang out with us. You were here with us uh, about a month ago, right? Thanks for having me again. Good to see all you guys. And it's it's we're a little bit more uh, prepared for this show than we were when you were here a month ago. <laughs> we are, yeah. Well, a oh, little bit, okay. Yeah. And uh, we we are going to be talking to a number of the acts that are going to be performing on this year's Rock for Christmas show. But let me give you a, a rundown of some uh, who some of the acts are that'll be performing, and. The first show was going to be here in Fairhaven at the Seaport Inn and Marina, but now there's a show in New York the night before that. There sure is. Yeah, we'll be over at the Crazy Donkey in uh, Farmingdale, Long Island. That's uh, that's where we're starting it now. I have to say, I've I've been involved with many Crazy Donkeys in <laughs> in Long Island, but that's a whole well, other good show. for you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then the next night on, on December 4th, it will be here at the Seaport Inn and Marina in Fairhaven. December 5th at Cape Cod Community College in Hyannis. December 13th at Johnny D's in whoop, Somerville. Whoop, whoop. December oh. 6th will be in Newport, Rhode Island at the Newport Blues Cafe. Ah, nice. So you, basically you're going to work the hell out of these guys. Pretty much. <laughs> and the shows are headlined and once again by Eddie Money, the legendary Eddie Money. Absolutely. And uh, some of the other acts that will and be performed. The first two uh, Massachusetts shows, we have uh, my buddy Ernie Bach and, uh, and his crew, uh, Ernie and the Automatics, are coming in. And uh, 
One of my good buddies that uh, is in Australia right now, Joey Mulland of Badfinger, will be at all the shows. And uh, and one of my newest good friends is uh, Kelly Keeling, who we'll have on the on the phone here shortly. And uh, Terry Luce, who's been with me for a number of years, as you know, Terry's mm-hmm. been coming out to to rock for Christmas with us for. I don't know, six, seven years now. So, And you've got a special MC for the shows as well. I do. Uh, another one of my newest best friends, uh, Butch Patrick, Eddie Munster. And so how, I mean, how cool is that for the paranormal crowd that's listening? You know, you get the chance to go out and actually meet Eddie Munster and see him in person while checking out what's going to be a really great rock show. So uh, I'm really excited to bring this. I, I feel like it's my hometown being here in Fairhaven, uh, you know with all the traveling that I've done over the years and everything, but to bring this type of a show right here into Fairhaven and uh, a lot of really good response, and uh, I'm really excited about it. And the Seaport Inn is a great facility. It's it's a great place to have this event. It's awesome. The, the whole team over there is great, and they're actually building a stage for us to use. Well, and then you guys will make sure you destroy a world, it. A world-class you're gonna, stage. You're no, going to no, tear no. that stage down, as they say. Well, or, or, yeah, we'll do something. <laughs> Well, and of course, uh, with the Rock for Christmas events that happen, there's also a CD that's released. You've released two in the past. Yeah, we're on the third CD. It's kind of a hits disc, if you will. But we got a few new, new twists to it. Um, again, my buddy Kelly Keeling, uh, stepped up early this year and sang, um, on over Gary Hoey's, uh, version of Oh Holy Night. Yeah. And, uh, just an incredible rendition. Um, little, little background on Kelly. He, Played with Michael Shanker, sang with Michael Shanker, uh, George Lynch. He's uh, been um, in past uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra endeavors, and uh, most recently did a, a stint with Jason Bonham, doing some work with Jason. Wow, so and of quite course, accomplished. Holiday music, you know, if you if you like the the rock and sound of the holiday music, you, everybody knows Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, also one of the new tracks on the disc is. Uh, Written by a friend of the program, and he's on the line with us right now. We have Jeff Belanger, the host of 30 Odd Minutes, the mayor of ghostvillage.com, and author of numerous books, and he's here to, to tell us about the, the track. And Jeff, you must be pretty excited. Uh, we were talking earlier, and could you ever imagine being on a CD with, with the likes of Eddie Money? You know, Tim, uh, I, I, quite frankly, I would have thought, you know, maybe we'd be in a supergroup by now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, you, know, you, you haven't had the right producer. You know, it's all in the right producer. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because we, I did this, I've actually done three wacky Christmas songs and, uh, this one was clearly the best. I'll take credit for writing it, but I work with really talented people and my buddy John Judd, who, uh, did all the music for the, for the song, uh, you know, musician his whole life. And my father-in-law, who sang the vocals, actually had a top 40 hit in the 70s. He's performed with the Skyliners and, uh, you know, lots of great groups. So really, uh, talented people made that song what it was. If it was just me in my basement, it wouldn't have been that great. Well, what was the song that he, that he had a top 40 hit with? Uh, it was a band called Q and a song called Dancing Man that was on the charts for, for almost seven minutes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it did actually chart and, and when he plays it now, it's just disco in the last death, death rows of disco, but, uh, but pretty funny. But he was in the Skyliners for a number of years. That's a little bit, you know, a little bit cooler. Now he's like a great blues guy, just a, just a, a great musician. And, uh, and it's cool because when I have ideas for a song, he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go hit the studio. And he's always up for, for whatever it is. And, um, so it's just really cool. But then, so he did this thing as a joke. And then when Matt Costa called me over the summer and said, hey, would you want this thing to be on the CD, you know, Eddie Money? And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? 
I've been meaning to collaborate with Eddie Money since I was nine. <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't know that. I mean, we've never met or anything, but, uh, you know, here it is, finally. Well, uh, some of the other acts that are on the, the best of Rock for Christmas disc uh, include Cheap Trick, uh, Derringer, Spencer Davis, you know, so you're in de- and local guy John Wozniak from Marcy Playground, right? So you're you're dealing with some uh, some pretty heady company there, and uh, hopefully, you know, you don't get a swelled head. You know, you know if this paranormal author thing and uh, you know and, and the TV stuff doesn't work out, I'm I'm ready. I'm so I just need a good producer. I'm ready. Well, I'm right here to produce you. We'll, we'll be getting on the road soon. Let's do this. I'm totally, I'll tell you, though, I will definitely be at the Fairhaven show. I wouldn't miss it. That well, I can't wait to have you there, Jeff. It's, uh, I want to thank you now that I finally get a moment to talk to you. I, I really do appreciate you with the uh, submission for the, the desk. It, it means a lot to the foundation. I appreciate it. No, I'm happy to help. And honestly, no, really, the honor is all mine. And like I said, this thing was a joke. That it, I mean, not a joke. We all took it seriously. But uh, but at the same time, it was it was just for friends and and I'm, I'm happy to have more people hear it. And believe me, you know, in the, in the next Ghost Village newsletter and things like that, I'll definitely tell people uh, as soon as it's out and available and, and we have a link to send them to, I'll be happy to do it. Awesome. Because um, it, is, it is a great cause. And, you know, a lot of us do a lot for charity. And, and what a fun way to do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, normally, you know, I mean, you, just, you must get this a lot, being in the public eye, uh, probably more so than, than we are. But there's always some sort of charity that needs, you know, five minutes of your time, one night of your time, a couple weeks here. And it, you, you almost feel like you can't say no to anybody because, you know, we've been blessed to, to have people that are interested in the things that we say and write. And you, you have to give back in some manner. And, and Rock for Christmas is the perfect way to make sure you're taking care of families at the time they most need it. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. You know, I've given away tons and tons of books over the years for for charities and auctions and things like that. And uh, I just think this is so cool. You know, I've been playing guitar since I was ten, and and music's always been a part of my life. You know, um, and it's it now it's it's my hobby. You know, now that I, I turn my hobby of writing into a career, music is now kind of like my outlet. And um, you, you know, believe me, I don't want to go touring with the Stones or anything. I, I, although I'll. I wouldn't turn it down if they called, but I, I don't just think don't. I'll keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I could. But at the same time, it's just it's so cool to to have outlets like that. And music is so important. I mean, what would the holidays be without it? You know, I mean, we, I, I defy you to think of a, a holiday memory that doesn't have a song somewhere playing in the background uh, that that brings up those memories. And and you're right. And it's the time of year where you know you take stock of the whole year. You start thinking about how you did and. You know, this has been a tough year for a lot of people, and, and a lot of people really struggled. And if we can help just a little bit, I just think that's awesome. It's a, it's a, it's the best time to do it. It makes you feel good. And well, and that's one of the things that I, the essence of Rock for Christmas, is that I'm really not trying to save the world. I want to make one day a year a little easier on less fortunate families, make the children a little more optimistic maybe, and they grow up and, and be a little happier, a little healthier because of that optimism. That's uh, And remember the fact that they got helped, and when they're in a position, they can return the favor. Absolutely. Someday. I would hope that it, it recycles itself year after year. Yeah. And Jeff, it also perf- uh, your song "My Christmas Tree Is Haunted" also performs a public service because it makes me think twice about which tree I pick off the lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you do never know. You know. And you know what's funny too about Christmas is that we somehow got away from it. But back in the '30s and '40s and '50s, even you know, Christmas was a time for ghost stories. Uh, women's magazines used to publish them. Uh, I mean, think of the the holiday Christmas Carol. You know, there'll be there'll be, ter- there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. I mean, that was that was a part of the tradition, and uh, we got away from it. And man, we're going to take it back. We're going to we're going to help needy families and take back the ghost story Christmas. I'm ready. All right. 
Well, we're going to let you go, and we're going to get to, uh, talking to the real rock stars now. <laughs> Ouch! Man, I'm the warm-up act. I'll take it. I still think that's an honor. Very cool. I'm, uh, I'm happy to do it. And I can't wait to meet all you guys in, uh, in Fairhaven. All right. yeah, we look forward to seeing you. All right. Take care. Best of luck with the project. Anything else I can do to help, let me know. Thank you right, so take much. Take easy, Jeff. Thank all you. Right, take care, guys. So December 4th will be the Fairhaven show at the Seaport Inn and Marina. And we can make sure that uh, when Jeff's there, we'll we'll make sure that uh, all the people that have been asking us when he's going to come down to the studio again and sign sign a book. You know, they bought a book of his in the bookstore and they haven't had a chance to meet him. They want him to sign it. Well, they can come down. They can buy a ticket to rock for Christmas. They can support a good cause. They can rock out for a while and get their book signed. It works out great. Absolutely. And tickets are certainly affordable, right? Yeah, they're $20. Can't beat that. I don't think you can buy a concert ticket anymore, at least not of this caliber for for this kind of money. And and 100% of the proceeds of the show are going to feed and bring gifts to less fortunate families. And when you... um when you have the acts come out and play, they play, not only do they play maybe the Christmas song that they might have uh, contributed over the years, but they play their hits too. They play songs that you're going to recognize and songs that are familiar. They absolutely do. They play all their hits. Uh, we have some covered things going on. We have a grand finale worked out that's going to be really cool. It'll be a sing-along that uh, all the stars will be involved with, and I hope all the crowd stays to uh, to sing along with us as well. So uh, now we have a, another special guest joining us online. We have the MC. Of the events, and uh, you know him as as Eddie Munster, but we know him as Butch Patrick. Butch, hey, how you doing, Butch? Doing well. How y'all doing this Saturday night? Oh, we're spooktacular. Good, good. And we're so glad you could join us. I, I had the uh, the privilege to talk to you for a a story on the fundraiser you did at the Seaport uh, last month. And yeah, I'm, that was really really well. And thank you so much. Oh, no problem. And uh, you know, we we knew that we had to get you on this show because. There's even the remotest paranormal connection between Rock for Christmas and Spooky South Coast. We got to make sure we jump all over that. <laughs> yeah, and we just have to figure out something to do for Thanksgiving now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing I noticed when I was in the store the other day. Uh, they kind of skip over the whole Thanksgiving thing. I mean, right? There was still Halloween stuff out, and they were already weaseling in with the Christmas stuff. So there, there is no more Thanksgiving. It's, it's basically Halloween then Christmas now. Yeah, pretty soon they're going to be selling Christmas trees at Valentine's Day. <laughs> and they won't be on clearance either. Not at all. <laughs> so now you've had the pleasure of, of knowing Wayne for a, a short time now, and, and when he asked you to get involved with, with Rock for Christmas, I mean, as you've been saying, it's such a great cause, you really can't say no. Well, you know, at, at first I was just excited because of the name recognition of the people that he had involved, and then when I saw the good work he was really doing, you know, the hands-on stuff, that's when I really got excited. Yeah, Butch came and unloaded a truck with me one day, so he, he really found out hands-on. Come on, we're going to unload a truck. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I got, I got a couple of T-shirts. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> so it all, it, all went to, it all went to the people. And and you've actually have some musical background, too. You you had a band for a while. Well, you know, honestly, I was like the original Munster Manili. I faked the uh, singing. I faked the bass. I did write some lyrics, but unfortunately, I actually single-handedly put Metro Media Records out of the record business. <laughs> wow! And was uh, was CNC Music Factory the producers on that? Can we can we shift the blame to no, them? No, but when I did that, they had Bobby Sherman, and they let him go. And this was back in the teeny bop you know era. And I did American Bandstand with Loggins and Messina, and the guys at Sugarloaf was my backup band at the time. Um, and they were like a pretty solid band, so you know we thought we had a shot at it. I had just done a Saturday morning TV show called Woodsville, which uh, was Sid and Marty Croft, which is very similar to H.R. Puffin stuff. 
So they were trying to bridge a music career and kind of build it around a TV star. And unfortunately, I really couldn't sing very well, but they figured, you know, if we uh, sell some records, you know, we could always fake it. So we followed David Cassidy around the country and uh, found out that we, you know, we couldn't do it. And we went on our, we went on our merry way. Well, you did, uh, you did record a track, a Halloween track a few years ago, but that was, that was more spoken word kind of stuff. Yeah, the actual, the thing, the thing I'm proudest of was in 83 when MTV first came on the air. We, um, were the first unsigned band with Eddie and the Monsters to ever be on MTV when payola was a big problem and, you know, and a lot of, uh, good bands weren't getting any exposure. And from that, um, basic idea, they formed the basement tapes, which I feel comfortable with because a lot of, a lot of bands got signed deals from, uh, submitting their unsigned work. And, and, you know, we were talking, uh, my wife and I were talking today watching some old music videos and about, you know, MTV back in its day and how it could be a, a star maker or at least raise the profile of somebody uh, who wouldn't be there otherwise. You kind of already had a profile going into that. How did, how did MTV handle that? Well, you know, what, what MTV did was kind, of, it was kind of strange. It could be good or bad, I, you know, depending on which way you look at it. But basically it became a visual medium where music beforehand was not a visual medium. Basically, you just saw a picture of the band on an album. But when MTV started doing rock videos, the, you know, the band had to be basically appear nice. They had to, they had to be a handsome or they had to be hair bands or whatever. So it became a visual medium as opposed to all music. So it kind of had a double-edged sword. It helped a lot of people, but a lot of people fell by the wayside because they weren't, you know, handsome and cute. So uh, you must have been uh, asked to be involved in numerous charitable events over the years, uh, being a, a recognizable person. Uh, what what do you look for in a charity that that you get involved with? Well, I've, I've, basically, I've been involved with a lot of the environmental stuff with Louise Harrison, George Harrison's sister. Uh, for the uh, you know, we Grandpa was on the Green Party. Uh, Grandpa Munster ran with the Green Party, so he did environmental stuff. I worked with Louise, and uh, but in the past, I've usually done stuff out in Los Angeles for hospitals and Make a Wish foundations. And, you know, when we were going to have you on uh, last month and things didn't really work out, I, I did have a trivia question that I wanted to ask you, see if you can remember. And we, we actually uh, we gave away tickets um, using the trivia question. But um, what was the name? Do you remember the name of the essay that you wrote in the final episode of The Munsters? Ooh, the essay. Because um, our caller got it right. The essay, the final. Oh, I guess it might have been by my Amer- the American um, – I don't know. You got me. I think it might have been something about the average American family or something. Very close. It was my parents, the all-American family. Okay, yeah. I thought that might be it. I mean, that must have just been a blast to, to be involved with, with that program and really one of the first shows um, on television to utilize you know extra makeup and extra costuming uh, to, to try to get that. You, know, you, still, you still have to be the all-American family even though you look like a bunch of monsters. Well, you know what it did on paper when I first saw the show, it looked like, oh, this is not, this is never going to fly. You know, Herman, you know, Frankenstein living next door to, you know, the uh, Leave it to Beaver family or whatever. But what happened was, is the caricatures, like Fred Gwynn, never, never was Frankenstein. He immediately became the lovable Herman Munster. Childlike, very friendly, very, you know, very non-threatening. And then the family sort of built around that. And at the same time, we also had the coolest cars. We had hot rods before hot rods were cool, family vehicles. Uh, we had great guest stars, really good scripts. A lot of people who were comedy writers took that show because they could write such interesting, unusual, uh, you know, scripts that would work in a monster genre. So we really had we really had a good, really good time. It only lasted two years, but today it's considered to be maybe one of the top ten or twenty shows of all time. Absolutely, and it's it's still always on in reruns somewhere. You can always find it. And now there's merchandise, uh, merchandise every year. There's there's always new monster stuff coming out. It's, it's really 
it's really been it's really been a good experience for me, and people really seem to enjoy the experience of watching it growing up or watching it now with their kids growing up. And of course, uh, Monsters dot com keeps up to date with all the information regarding the show, right? Well, yeah, you know, I I actually got that a long time ago, and I'm just starting now to really uh, take advantage of it. I'm not very internet savvy, but I'm learning, and uh, one of the things I want to do is to help other people get into show business and guide them, you know, through the uh, sort of the minefields without having to spend too much money and what to look out for and sort of uh, profile what to expect if they should be lucky enough to get into show business. But even if they don't, it's not a bad experience because whatever you learn while, you know, becoming a performer, you can apply into your everyday life no matter what you wind up being. That's that's an excellent idea uh, because, I mean, in the paranormal field with all these new reality shows that are cropping up and everybody seems to be filming a pilot, I know a lot of people who have been burned, you know, trying to get into the entertainment field, so they could certainly benefit from something like that. Yeah, I mean, it operates under the same, pretty much the same rules as it did 40 years ago, but, you know, you, you know, you will spend money and there are certain guidelines you have to follow, but people just usually don't know, and just by informing them about it, you really help a lot of people pursue their dreams. And before we before we let you go, I I want you to let everybody know in the Spooky South Coast audience about your television show. The current well, one. you know we have a, we have a show it's on the internet right now. If you want to go, it's called Life's a Butch. Uh, it's kind of a cross between Curb Your Enthusiasm with uh, Larry David being his everyday you know character as a real person, uh, intermingling with his celebrity status people and having you know day to day the day to day situations, good and bad. So we get, we have that happening. I, I hope to actually film a lot of the stuff I'm going to be doing with Wayne and this whole tour, and hopefully uh, you know use it and utilize it as part of my show. That's that's excellent. That's a great idea. And if if you need kind of that Larry David vibe, you know, and and you yeah. want to film something with us, we're, I'd have to say we're pretty good. Pretty you know, pretty good. What's cool today is you know kids, especially colleges, where I'm going to be doing a lot of work, is you know they can go out now with a handheld camera that has basically broadcast quality, you know, stuff. Sure. And they go home and they edit it on their computer, and a lot of creativity is coming to the top real quickly. And studios now, they don't do pilots like they used to. Now they just look at the Internet and they find out what's happening and what the buzz is and take that as their basic, uh, you know, their, their sort of their, their uh, cornfield of stuff growing, and they just pluck them right, right there on the spot, and they make, uh, they make a series out of them. A lot of young kids are doing really, really well. And are there new episodes coming of Macabre Theater too? You know, something I'm going over this Wednesday with uh, Ivana over to the other side of Florida. I'm in Florida right now, and we're going to hopefully put it on the web and then hopefully resurrect it and start over again and maybe cut it back down to a half-hour show as opposed to a two-hour whole thing. But, yes, I I definitely plan on people constantly come up to me and ask about Ivana, and uh, it's kind of a fun show, and I think there's a spot for it. I really do. Excellent. Well, we'll uh, we'll certainly look forward to all that and meeting you December 4th here in Fairhaven and at all the shows on the Rock for Christmas tour. I am really looking forward to it, and thank you, all your listeners, and make sure they come out and uh, you know help Wayne in his endeavor because he's, he's, a, he's working very, very hard, and a lot of people are putting a lot of effort into this very, very, very good operation. All right. Thank you very much, Butch Patrick. Thank you, Butch. Talk thanks. to you soon, buddy. No problem, Wayne. Be good, buddy. Keep working. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good night. So there you go. Eddie Munster right here on Spooky South Coast. And it's <laughs> this has got to be the only time in history where you can bring together Eddie Munster and Eddie Money. Are these Rock for Christmas shows? The Eddie and Eddie show. Yeah. So right here live at Rock for Christmas. Do not miss your chance to check it out. Go to SpookySouthCoast.com. We've got the link right there. You can also go directly to RockForChristmas.com. Rock, the number four, Xmas.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kelly Keeling. 
and we'll talk more about Rock for Christmas. You can come down here. You can drop off a donation for Wayne. You can find out more about buy tickets. He's got tickets here for sale, all kinds of ways to make sure that you can help families rock for Christmas. We'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. South Coast, the Rock for Christmas edition. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, science advisor, Matt Moniz, and Rock for Christmas founder and organizer, Wayne Morrison, is here with us as well. Wayne, i got to tell you, man, I've been listening to Christmas music my whole life. My, my mom is one of those people who, you know, November 1st starts playing Christmas music and doesn't stop till I, I think, you know, February or March. <laughs> she loves to play it all year round. When I was growing up, I couldn't escape it, and I'd hear the same songs over and over again, and I could only take so much. And now with Rock for Christmas, I have the kind of music I like that helps get, still put me in the Christmas spirit without having to listen to all kinds of... You know, hokey stuff. So, well, thank you for saying so. I, I'm pretty excited about that too. Not only that anthem that uh, Ira Black wrote for us, and Ron Keel and Paul Shortino and Terry Loose all sang on, but uh, this year we actually, um, my rhythm guitar player Chris Ingram wrote a song called "On a Clear Night" that uh, Eddie Money sang on. Beautiful. So, and our buddy that we're going to talk to here in a minute, Kelly Keeling. Uh, as I said earlier, has done a rendition of Oh Holy Night that's pretty rocking too. So. Now, and I gotta ask you, Ira Black, what band was he in? <laughs> <laughs> Another spooky South Coast connection. <laughs> Lizzie Borden. It all comes together. <laughs> See, there's a reason why you fell into our lives and Absolutely. listened to yours. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's karma or just our own all, all around bad luck. And not only I'm sorry. Guys, yeah. <laughs> Before so and so's. No, I really I enjoy coming here, and I, I want to thank you guys all again for having me. It's it's awesome that you do this every year with me, and and Timmy, you do you're my press agent now, so uh, I, I want to thank you for that too. Do you still need me to help out as a roadie and sound engineer? Not so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so of course we want you, Matt. Just you know, just show up. All right, make, we make it happen. I'm with the band, the Matt Moni story. <laughs> it's, it's kind of been his life's work, so that and the paranormal. All right, there was no wake up call, but he made it to the show. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to our next guest. We have Kelly Keeling joining us on the line, and good evening. Thank you for joining us here on Spooky South Coast. How y'all doing? Oh, we're Thanks spooktacular. Spooktacular. Yeah. What's that about? Uh, that's our word. We coined the phrase. So uh, uh, good. Eddie Eddie Munch is involved. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. fitting. <laughs> Making it spooky. And, uh, if well, lucky you, you're involved now, too. Well, I'm not that spooky, but, uh, <laughs> uh, good to be a part of it, you know. Well, hey, good, Wayne. What's good, up, man? Good, Kelly. Thanks, hey, everybody. I'm doing really well, man. How are you tonight? 
I'm in the studio practicing these Bad Finger songs. Looking forward to working with Joey Mullen. Yeah, you're uh, Ke- Kelly's doing all the keyboard work for uh, not only his own endeavor, but on the um, the XYZ stuff, and as he just said, on the Bad Finger stuff. So it's pretty. Ex- my own stuff too. You know, I'm I'm playing Jan Mangini, Jane Mangini's parts. So um, so you're working. Stuff. I'm working a little bit. You know, got the uh, yeah. piano on and stuff. So, Very cool. That's that's the, great, this, man. that's the great thing about Rock for Christmas is you get the chance to play with some other guys who you might not have run across in the past. Exactly. Looking forward to it. Eddie Money, I mean, my God. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is there... I get to play with uh, Wayne, too. You want to play... You're going to let Wayne play alongside you? Of course. I was at the well, rehearsal. How do you last... say it like that, Timothy? Wayne, of I course, have to... Of course. Of course. He's got to play, you know. Wayne, Who's I was... You in? I was spectacularly amazed last year when I saw you at rehearsals. Oh, really? Not that I doubted your ability, but just I was even more impressed than I expected to well, be. Well, thank you so much. Until Eddie started yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled back this year. <laughs> so uh, so you're going to be working on, on various other bands, and you've got this new new track on the album. Uh, is it exciting to be able to record Christmas music, you know, working in the past with Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Is it is it a a good feeling to work on these songs in the studio, or is it like, oh man, I got to start working on a Christmas song in July? Well, you know, TSO records all year, and uh, I recorded a few songs, you know, for for the new album. So I've, I've been in that mode, and you know, when you when you tour for three months, two shows a day with those guys, it becomes part of, you know, it, it's not really, it, it's it's a, it's an idea of keeping Christmas and and the idea of the gift of of. Um, you know what we're doing, keeping it alive all year instead of just at Christmas. So it's kind of a part of my theme of how I'm trying to live my life, and uh, you know, all year rather than just at Christmas. So when, when he when he asked me to do that, I was like, you know, kind of in that mode anyway. So it was it was pretty easy, and I was like, okay, fine. Oh, holy night! Al Petrelli uh, plays the part on guitar for for the show of TSO. So I'm like, okay, I can sing a bit. Great. Well, I, I know that there's uh, there's various different members that have been involved with TSO, but they've come through here in New Bedford uh, over the past few years. Will this be your first trip to our area, or have you been here in the past? You know, I don't recall when they when I when I go on stage, they put a uh, a little note on the monitor, <laughs> like, "Okay, you're in Chicago, you're in Houston," because I, I you know they rolled me out of bed and put me on stage, and I don't know where I am. So they're gonna have to do that this tour too, probably. <laughs> well, see, you know, everybody uh, wants the rock star life, but it's not all it's cracked up to be. You know, it's, it, it can be difficult, but if you love what you're doing, which which I do love what I'm doing, um, it's very enjoyable. And it's hard to say no to Wayne when he calls and asks for something, because it's such a great cause, and he he works so hard himself on it that you, you really can't say no. Well, the material and all who's involved, Terry, Terry's a wonderful guy. I worked with him in the past, and, uh, you know, to do my set, he asked me to do my set, some TSO songs, and Oh Holy Night. It's like, sure, I'm there, you know. So, and Joey Mullen's going to be there. I know the songs, you know, since I was a kid. So, uh, it's very exciting, you know. All my dreams have come true, and uh, they continue to do so. It's kind of cool. All right, well, we'll make sure that uh, we tape up where we are when you're here in Fairhaven. And if not, we won't let you forget. Great, looking forward to it. Looking very forward to it. All right, well, that, that'll be uh, starting December 3rd in, in Long Island and then all the way through until December 14th at Mohegan Sun 
we'll run all the dates down for you coming up in a bit. But thank you, Kelly, for joining us. We'll let you get back to work. And, cause, You're quite uh, welcome. There I'll you go. <laughs> Kelly, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you again right, for buddy. everything. Take care, Wayne. All right, buddy. Bye. You too. Sorry, it's not good when I get to when I work the phones. It doesn't usually work out that what way. What a nice guy Kelly is too. I mean, he he got on board with this. I think it was February that wow. we did, we did uh, the Oh Holy Night. So. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, let, let's kind of just take people through a little bit about the work you put into and in trying to get these acts uh, on board because you're friends with so many people in the industry from all your years working in the business, but. It's one thing to know somebody, to work with somebody, to be friends with them, but then to get them on board for something like this, it, it must be a lot of phone calls, a lot of phone tag. and Yeah, sure. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but like Kelly was saying, I enjoy what I do. I sleep well at night. I, I know I'm putting forth my, my best foot and, and trying to, to do the right thing the best the best way that I know how. It's, it's what I do. So, Well, I um, saw you the second week of December last year. Uh, when you came in to see me at my day job and dropped off a duck. <laughs> and <laughs> the first thing you said to me was, time to get going for next year. Is yeah. that is that how your year goes? Is it as yeah, soon as you get these much. done? It's, it, yeah, it's a way of life now. Um, I do have a short time off, but, I mean, we'll be delivering gifts right up until Christmas. And then I have a short time off, but I need to get ready because I go to the NAM show mm-hmm. every year out in California, and this year it's uh, the 14th through the 17th, I believe. And uh, So I'll be out there corroborating everything that I have done and uh, looking for new sponsors and, uh, you know, passing out CDs and making sure that everybody knows that I did what I said I would, you know, so... The, and that's that's got to be the the best part. I mean, it must be nice when you're on stage and w- hanging out with all these guys, and when you can introduce Eddie Money to the delight of the fans and everything. But it, the real benefit for you must come when you get to make the donations to people. You get to drop off checks to organizations, or bring gifts to families, or however it is that you're able to spread the uh, the benefit here. Well, the, that is a big part of it. That that keeps me enthusiastic for sure. But but I have to tell you, the everyday work of it. When a new deal comes about or, or somebody calls in and, you know, that, that, that's really rewarding as well all year long, just making something new happen. Now, you've had lots of sponsors, you know, put in stuff for these sure. shows, haven't they? And they've grown each year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a lot of my sponsors that I've garnered, though, are music industry sponsors, and that's why I go to the NAM show, the National Association of Music Merchants out in California. And I actually I went to the one in Nashville in July, and I actually did the Santa thing, put the suit on, and uh, did pictures with everybody, and garnered a lot of new sponsors then, too. So You always seem to find good Santa's helpers, too. I do. Uh, you know, everybody really that, that steps up is really incredible. And, you know, it's, it's way more about everybody else than me. And I mean, fine. I, I do what I do, but without everybody stepping up, you guys tonight and, you know, the people over at the seaport and the people at all the venues and, uh, my buddy Scotty from Pizza Wave just said, don't worry about food at the Cape Cod show. I'm nice. like, what do you mean? I gotta feed like 40 or 50 people twice. He goes, I'm sending enough food for 60 people for lunch and 60 people for dinner. And, I mean, it's, that's the, that's the things that give me the warm feeling. It's like, wow, 
My buddy just called and fed 120, 120 people, you know. And, and it's just once they see the work you're putting in, it gets them in the giving spirit, and it makes them want to do whatever they can in their way. Right, and I try to make it comfortable, too. If everybody does a little bit of what they do, like I'm not asking for the check, you know what I mean? The, Scotty does food. So he's mm-hmm. helping with food. If the tour bus companies loan us the buses, if the fuel companies gave us the fuel, you know, the the airlines give us the airline, we can do this without any money and, and, ra- and raise a lot of money then through well, a low need, ticket price. You need money there. You need any money. I, I do. And, My uh, buddy. Just to let you know, Matt, uh, I just got an email. Uh, one of your fellow oddballs will definitely be there for the uh, Fairhaven show. <laughs> yeah, um, I got the same one. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So meet meet the meet the uh, oddballs of thirty odd minutes at the Fairhaven show too as a special added bonus. And uh, joining us on the line right now is Terry Luce of XYZ, and you know him from all the past Rock for Christmases. And it, is it is it to the point now, Terry, where you just you're waiting for Wayne to make that call so you can get involved with the next year's show? <laughs> oh, he probably avoids Hi. it as long as he can. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty much calls me every year. He's like, "Hey, Terry, what are you doing in December?" And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I'll help you. I mean, Wayne is a good guy, and uh, and it's a, it's a great cause, helping kids. It's always a good thing, and uh, I hope that more people will will help, and um, that he he will raise a lot of money, and um, and it will be a very success, successful event. And I've seen you at the rehearsals last year, and and at the different shows that you're involved with Rock for Christmas. You're kind of like a right hand man for Wayne. You're doing all kinds of things to help him out. I always do. I uh, I have a publicist. My publicist uh, helps a lot, and I sing for him. I, I don't cook, but I, uh, I sing. <laughs> so he's got pizzas coming, at least for one show. So that's that right. Get you off the hook. But uh, it, it's got to be rewarding for you. I mean, you you played in front of you know thousands of people at a time, and, and to get into these intimate shows and be able to interact with the people. And when you know that not only are the people who are coming because they're fans of your music, but they're coming because they want to help and give something back, that must make you feel even extra special. Well, yes, you're right. But it's, you know, it's always rewarding to help someone. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, it's if we're talking shows or anything. It's always very rewarding to to help someone and um, a kid, especially or a person in need. I think it's uh, it's, it's a good thing to help others and. Um, I guess it's just in my in my nature, but uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's Wayne's nature too as well. You know. So. Well, I feel very blessed to not only have you as a friend, Terry, but that you Thanks, that you continue to take the time to come and do this with me. It really does mean a lot Thanks. to me. Well, thank you. Let's make it a very uh, successful event, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And it's also it's a good way to get up there and just jam with a bunch of people who you might not have had oh, the yeah. chance to otherwise. Yeah, I mean, this year we're going to be working with a. Uh, uh, Eddie Money again. Eddie Money is a great talent, of course, great songwriter, and uh, um, gonna be working with a great band. I mean, Wayne's got a great band, and um, you know, all those, you know, Kelly's gonna be there. He's a friend of mine, is a good singer as well, and um, I'm just looking forward to to doing it. Uh, and our buddy Joey yeah. Mullen too. Joey, great! Oh my God, Joey's a great great songwriter. He was in a great band called Bad Finger. I have worked with Joey in the past, so I'm very aware of his talent, and uh, you know it's going to be a, a great event. Again, uh, I'm re- really looking forward to doing it. 
And of course, uh, a lot of people might not realize too, Wayne, Ernie and the Automatics. Not only is it Ernie Bach front in the band, but the rest of the band is pretty much guys from Boston. Not, well, yeah, not the city, but the band. Yeah, we have uh, Sib Hashian on drums and Barry Goudreau, mm-hmm. the guitar wow. player from Boston. And also uh, my buddy Michael Antunes, who played sax for John Cafferty and Beaver Brown, is in that band. And I'm really sorry to say that I don't know the other two gentlemen's names, but they're inc- incredible too. I uh, I heard them play. They opened for Eddie Money in uh, in New Hampshire about six or eight weeks ago, and and that's where I saw him and and uh, you know talked to Ernie and got the deal together. So, and we're we're hoping that all those guys sing too. This grand finale should be a really cool thing to see. You know Terry and Kelly and Joey and. And uh, and these guys from Boston that we're talking about and, and Eddie Money all on stage singing together. Sure. It's going to yeah. be a really cool thing. It's going to be a great year. I mean, last year was great. I think this year is going to be even better. All right. Well, thank you very much, Terry, for joining us and for, you, uh, for all you do for Rock for Christmas. Thank you so much. Be well. Take care. Thank, thank you, my bye. friend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we are just about up against the news break here, but when we come back, we'll talk more about Rock for Christmas. We'll give you a rundown of all the shows that are coming up, and we'll take your donations. Come on by. We're here. Just knock on the window. And always remember to rock for Christmas. We'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. A star in the sky led the faithful one day To a child, just a newborn in a manger, they say They came bearing gifts on a clear winter's night In hopes they might see this new child they call Christ There in a stable, so common and plain Not fit for a baby who was born to be king Stable, a child was born, and from that day forward, his life would be known. On this day we call Christmas, celebration of life we all share. From the smiles of our children, you can see there's a reason. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, science advisor, Matt Moniz, and Wayne Morrison, the Rock Santa. Well, hello, hello, hello. And we are talking about Rock ho, for Christmas, ho, ho. the upcoming slate of shows uh, to benefit needy families at Christmas time. And that was Eddie Money with the new song, On a Clear Night. Yeah, On a Clear Night, Eddie Money's version. Uh, my buddy, uh, my good friend, Chris Ingram, wrote that, and... Uh, and Eddie uh, did his magic to it, and and that's what they were hearing. And that's uh, actually track two on the new Rock for Christmas Hits CD. Yeah. When, do you have a release date yet planned for the CD? Definitely by the shows, the, right? The, yeah. I, I think the show is where it got pushed back to. We we had some technical difficulties, but it's actually in print wasn't, as we wasn't speak. wasn't this guy's fault this time, was it? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so uh, you'll be able to get that at the shows when you come out, and we're going to give you the rundown of when those shows are. It's going to start December 3rd at the Crazy Donkey in Farmingdale, New York, December 4th at the Seaport Inn Marina right here in Fairhaven. So there's no excuse. Everybody in the Spooky South Coast audience, we want to see you there. December 5th at the Cape Cod Community College in Hyannis. December 6th at the Newport Blues Cafe in Newport, Rhode Island. December 13th at Johnny D's in Somerville. 
And there's also a, you're still trying to get some other gigs in there too, or yeah. But the the grand finale, regardless, will be at Mohegan Sun in the Wolf Den on Monday the 14th. And that's going to be just by that point, you know, everybody's going to be so amped up and ready for the holidays. You know, you'll be what two weeks out. So yeah. uh, <laughs> if you're not ready for Christmas by then, you will be. And so uh, just the great lineup of, of acts that are going to be playing. Again, Eddie Money is the headliner, as he was last year. Ernie and the Automatics for the for two shows here in Mass. Uh, Joey Mullen of Badfinger. Kelly Keeling of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Terry Luce of XYZ. And uh, also Butch Patrick, the MC. You know him as Eddie Munster. And at the uh, the Crazy Donkey Show, you're going to have Randy Jackson of Zebra, too, right? Yeah, Randy, uh, Randy agreed to come out and, and do some of his Zebra hits and, you know... He loves to do the Led Zeppelin thing too, so uh, I, I'm actually hopeful that uh, he and Kelly do something. Where Kelly just did some stuff with Jason Bonham, he's uh, he's on top of his game for that too. So uh, something very interesting is going to happen that opening night, I'm sure. Plus, you can I'm sure you can never imagine who's going to just walk in the door. Old friends that you haven't seen, and people that just want to come out and and give something back and and help families at Christmas time. Yeah, I got a pleasant call the other day. My buddy uh, Joey Covington from Jefferson Airplane called in the other day and just saw some of the press release, the press release you wrote actually. <laughs> and uh and he called in. So uh so yeah, that that kind of thing happens all the time. You know, we talk all the time here on this show about the paranormal community and and we're going to get into some stuff about the paranormal paranormal community a little bit later on in the show. But uh we always talk about the paranormal field and everybody involved and how a lot of them are just good people and how they're always willing to help and do what it is. And, of course, we're calling on all of you to help support Rock for Christmas in any way that you can. But I'm amazed doing these press releases for you and, and helping you get the word out about these shows. I'm amazed at how tight-knit and close the Rock community is. All these websites that exist and all these different news sources, magazines, radio shows, everybody seems like they're one tight-knit family. And... When the word comes out about Rock for Christmas, it's I'm getting Google alerts every day of all these different outlets that are that are helping to push it. It's it's phenomenal that they all work so well and they respect you and the foundation. Well, you know, it really it's heartwarming. You know, it chokes me up a lot of times during the day. Somebody will will send an email about it and you know just want to be part again or or still or you know it, it continues on year after year and this being the 13th year and maybe that's a little spooky something too <laughs> well is, is that why it's happening as you know and we're happy to give you give you as much airtime as you need to promote it every year but there's much better and bigger radio stars than we who are also always behind this i mean Eddie Trunk's been pushing it on his website in the past and D Snyder and all these guys so i mean this is something that across the board people want to get behind it even if they can't be there and they can't take part at least they want to help make sure they get the word out absolutely our friends at hjy are helping out uh, my my good buddy uh suzanne tenere down at uh, pixie wpxc on the cape is helping frank um even the wkkl over at uh, cape cod community college is helping out too so. and wayne effectively just got us all fired by <laughs> Why mentioning other radio stations? No, it's fine. They're they're giving back. They're helping with charity. They, that's what it's all about. I'm just kidding, but uh, it's I, like I said. I'm just amazed that everybody is so willing to 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 come together and and you get this instant response from people. 
I'm wondering, how often do you hear back yourself personally from families that you may have helped with some of these past years, some of these past Rock for Christmas shows? Do you ever hear back and hear success stories of people who might have needed help then but have kind of got back on their feet now? Um, you know, I've kind of shied away a little bit from from actually helping families. Mm-hmm. Being a 509A2 federal charity, I act as a funnel system. And, you know, a lot of the work we're doing this year is with Toys for Tots. And, uh, Excellent. And uh, another local guy, um, Jim Stevens, runs a, an incredible foundation over there in New Bedford called Gifts to Give. And uh, they do a remarkable amount of work annually. Uh, they they help with everything from brand-new car seats for new mothers to play pens and diapers and you know, clothes for the kids and everything. And uh, that gifts to give dot org, they they do great work over there. So I think the the proceeds from this Fair Haven show will be going to help them out. So really, if you've received any kind of help at Christmas time, in some way, there's a good chance you owe something back to Rock for Christmas. So come on out, support the show. Twenty dollars for a ticket. You can't go wrong. I mean. Uh, just imagine what it would be like, guys, if you said to your girlfriend, hey, I got you something, a little bit of an early Christmas present. We're going to see Eddie Money. We're going to see all these guys. We're going to go rock out. You can't go wrong. It's an affordable night. You can take the whole family. I'm sure it's a, a family atmosphere for the most part. Absolutely. A little bit later on, I'm sure it gets crazy. but Absolutely. And if they come and mention your name, Timmy, we'll bring them backstage to meet Eddie Money. There you go. So all you have to do is uh, say, hey, I know Tim Weisberg, <laughs> which will be the first time anybody's ever admitted it in public. <laughs> but they get to meet Eddie Money, so it's a fair deal. And, and Eddie Money's going to say, wait, are these all the guys that know that spooky South Coast guy? Oh, all right, I'll say hi to them. All right. But uh, he, I can tell you, I mean, I, I had the honor of meeting him last year, and he's just shaking hands with everybody, happy to be there and happy to be involved. And as he everybody is, He's a is. great guy. And yeah, you're right. Everybody, Everybody really that steps up to do this. Um, I, we want it to be an experience for everybody, not just the patrons, but, you know, the stars get to come, like you were saying earlier, play with different people that they wouldn't normally run across in their everyday endeavors, and uh, and they get to perform with them. It must be crazy when, for some of these acts, you know, they've probably been friends for years, you know, being on the same circuits and playing the same venues all the time, and they probably cross paths numerous times, but they don't get the chance to actually get on stage and, and just rock out together. Yeah, either that or they're two days behind each other at the same yeah. venue or something. Yeah, it's a it's a way of life for them too. So. And, the, and there's no egos involved with this show at all. Nobody's ever like, hey, you know, this guy used to open for me, and now I'm going on after. You know, it's it's. Yeah, no, everybody's working together to put on an incredible performance. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, Terry and Kelly are singing with another friend of mine, Terry Lane. And they're doing all the backup vocals for Eddie. And that's, you know, that's just got to be great to, to have the chance to do that and, and get up on stage with somebody who is a, a hero probably to a lot of these people. Yeah, I believe he is. I, you know, Been around a long time. He sure has. 26 top 40 hits. So he's... And it's amazing. You hear these rock hits that he's had over the years and, you know, uh, just the stuff that you still hear on the radio today. And I know plenty of young people in their teens and in their 20s who love Eddie Money. And this is definitely the show that you want to come out and see because you're not going to get any more intimate than this. But you, you know him for all these big hits that he's had. And he had a few ballads and everything. But to hear him do a song like Everybody Loves Christmas, to hear him do On a Clear Night, it gives you more of an appreciation of his talent. I can tell you, my son, he's five. Last Christmas, we played the heck out of uh, Everybody Loves Christmas. He loved that song. Right. 
So it's it's it it goes across all ages there. Well, and everybody loves Eddie Money too. I mean, he's just a great guy, and he you know he does a lot for charity, and not only my charity, but uh, the Elizabeth uh, Glacier Pediatric AIDS Foundation, and you know basically he's been there for a lot of people over his career, and uh, and we love him and appreciate him being involved with us. So. And some of these acts, you know, you might not have had a chance to catch them live before, but you're going to walk away a fan, and I can just imagine just. The chance to introduce this to a, a whole new generation. Some of this music has got to be a, a great side benefit. Absolutely. I, there's somebody else I want to mention too. My buddy uh, Ethan Broche. He's put together a band. He's uh, up there in Boston, and he's uh, putting back the core, putting together the core band that's backing Terry and Kelly and Joey Mullins. So, so uh, my hats off to Ethan too. I appreciate him being involved this year and uh, doing everything that he does. Well, our hats are off to everybody that gets involved with Rock for Christmas, everybody who takes part in the event, everybody who helps out, everybody who volunteers, and everybody who buys a ticket or drops off a check or whatever it is that they can do to help. And, of course, our hats are always off to you if we were wearing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Costa does, but he never takes his off. And uh, and to Matty, too. Matt did all the artwork for me for the album again this year as he did last year. And uh, I guess that's all I need to say about that. <laughs> he, he always complains about having to look at a bunch of pictures of scantily clad Santa girls. Yeah. So I'm sure, a, I'm sure it ruins his day. <laughs> All right, Wayne. Well, we thank you very much for coming and helping us get ready to rock for Christmas. Well, thank uh, again, you guys. locally here, the show here in Fairhaven will be uh, fe- uh, December fourth at Friday the night. at the Seaport Inn and Marina, which is right down the street from the Spooky Studio, right by the bridge. There, it's a great venue, plenty of parking. You know, it's going to be a great intimate setting for only $20 a ticket. But there's so many other shows that are involved in the tour here that you can drive to. December sixth in Newport. December fifth in uh, Hi, Hannes, at Cape, Cape Cod Community Park. College. Yeah, Somerville. You know, the, all these places are easily accessible. And Mohegan, why not go down to Mohegan for the final night? Everybody likes to go down to Mohegan Sun every once in a while. I mean, I don't gamble, and even I still like to go down there. Yeah, come hang out. Join the tour. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine you must get some groupies following you from show to show. No comment. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some paranormal controversy that's going on out there. We'll at least give our take and... Unlike other people, we're not going to throw grenades and then just let None. it stand at that. No, we don't do that. We, we don't do that. All right, we'll be right back with more here on Spooky Thank Self-Kills. you, guys. Thank you. That's how the Grinch would sound. The, uh, I mean, I love, I love uh, Thurl Ravenscroft's version. Did you know that? Did you know that? that a lot of people think that uh, Boris Karloff actually sang the song. Mm-hmm. 
from the from the original Grinch special, but he only did the narration. It was actually Thurl Ravenscroft who sang the song. And do you know who he's best known as the voice of? No. Moniz? Drawing a blank. They're great! He was the voice of the original Tony the Tiger, which normally I do much, much better. Matt, you can account to that. That's I true. Do, you, you do. I do a really it's good uncanny. Tony the Tiger. It is uncanny. But I'm just sick right now, so I can't do it. Although I did drop my walk-in into this week's South Coast Sports Zone, which was uh, <laughs> much better received than I thought it would be. So uh, that was actually that was the version of The Grinch by J.K. Northrup from the forthcoming Best of Rock for Christmas CD. And you'll be able to get that at all the shows. We were just talking about the, the many shows that are coming up on the slate. And, uh, again, December 3rd at the Crazy Donkey in Farmingdale, New York. December 4th at the Seaport Inn in Fairhaven, right here down the street. December 5th at the Cape Cod Community College in Hyannis. December 6th at the Newport Blues Cafe in Newport, Rhode Island. December 13th at Johnny D's in Somerville, Mass. And the whole uh, tour wraps up in Uncasville, Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun Casino on December 14th. And Eddie Money is headlining with uh, Ernie and the Automatics, Joey Mullen of Badfinger, Kelly Keeling, formerly of Blue Murder, and Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and Terry Elus of XYZ. And, of course, uh, Butch Patrick is uh, the MC, best known as Eddie Munster. And uh, at the New York show, you'll also get a chance to see Randy Jackson of Zebra. So there you go. I mean, you can't go wrong. If you want to get tickets, uh, you can go to rock4xmas.com, rock, the number four, xmas.com. And you can also check out video and audio clips from past shows there, too. If you want to get tickets for the Seaport Inn show, you can call the inn directly at 508-997-1281. That's 508-997-1281. Or you can visit www.seaportinnandmarina.com. And tickets for the Cape Cod, uh, I'm sorry, Cape Cod Community College show are available at the Puritan Men's Store in Hyannis and Spinnaker Records in Hyannis. And just go into Spinnaker Records and buy your tickets there if you're, if you're going to get tickets for the, for the show at Cape Cod Community College because that's just a cool place. So uh, there you go. That's the way to get a hold of the tickets. We also, Wayne left some here uh, for us to sell. We're going to move these for him. We, we told him that we certainly could, that our spooky South Coast audience is always willing to donate to a good cause. So we have some tickets here for sale. They are $20 a piece, and it will get you into the Seaport Inn and Marina show coming up on December 4th from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. So uh, do not miss your chance. If you want to come by and purchase tickets, We'll have them right here. We'll send Moniz out. He'll collect the money. We'll get it over to Wayne. But uh, you'll you'll get a chance to see Eddie Money and all these great acts right here in Fairhaven. It's amazing, too. Some really good names in this. When you think about the the caliber of rock stars that are coming right here to, to this little town. Yeah. Some of these guys filled stadiums <coughs> in the past. I'm, I'm talking like... Still do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Money is one of the most sought-after acts out there, and, you know, and he's, uh, he's working on a... He's got a play... A uh, musical that runs uh, in Long Island, so uh, there's there's definitely uh, a new wave of Eddie Money fans out there, and if they want to come by and purchase these tickets, we've got them. And we've Wayne dropped off some uh, some Rock for Christmas swag too, and if you come down here and, and buy some tickets from us, we'll we'll give you something too, as a as, just as a thank you to our Spooky South Coast audience for helping support such a great cause. Now let's get into the controversy a little bit here. We've uh, We've been getting inundated with emails and message board requests and Twitter posts and all all the different ways people can get a hold of us, which, by the way, is SpookySouthCoast.com, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com, Twitter.com slash SpookySC, and look for me, Tim Weisberg, on Facebook. But uh, there's there's been a lot of uproar about an interview that aired a few days ago 
with a friend of this program, Donna LaCroix, uh, formerly of Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. She appeared on the Ghost Divas show. Now, we, we've been friendly with the Ghost Divas in the past, and we've had them on the show, uh, especially for a, an initiative they started a few years ago of Cemetery Awareness, where around Memorial Day they have people going out and, you know, ghost hunters, paranormal investigators. Cleaning up cemeteries. And, sure, yeah. just giving something back and, and going out there and, and helping out with taking care of these places. And it's a great thing. It's a great uh, idea. They have a lot of great ideas, the, the Ghost Divas do, for, for helping the paranormal community. But, and they they do a good show. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, don't, you have to understand who they are and what they're all about when you go into listening to their program. They're a lot like the guests that we had here on the show last week when we talked to Greg from Who Forded Blog and Patrick from uh, Haunted Hoax, where, you know, they they don't accept everything at face value in the paranormal media. Uh, they're not afraid to call people out. But there are times when sometimes things get controversial, when things get a little bit out of control, and... That interview that they conducted this week with Donna LaCroix, I think, was one of those situations where um, they opened up a lot of doors that had been previously closed to the general public. They let a lot of behind-the-scenes info out into the light, and it's been generating a lot of controversy. Here on this show, we're not – I mean – how, how do I put it? We, we know people who have been involved in these programs. You know pretty much most of the people in every program that is out there. It's yeah. been suggested in the past that um, because that we are friends with a lot of these people, that we might not necessarily call them to task for for different things. As friends, we would be the first people actually to call them to task if we found something credible and valid to do so. But that being said, if they are friends, I don't think that this place is the place to do it if somebody is your friend or a fellow researcher or somebody who you know and and respect and and want to work with then the place to talk to them about that is off the air correct now we're in a little bit of a different situation than other shows might be because we're we're geographically located uh closer to these people and, and to a lot of these names in the paranormal field who other people might not have a chance to get out to an event, meet them one on one, or you know they might not be able to go to the headquarters and, and hang out with them there, or whatever whatever opportunities we've been afforded. And I'm not trying to toot our horn here in any way. I'm just saying it's 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 a reality. When we got involved in this field, well, when we got involved with this with this show, I mean, Matt, you've been in the field for a long time, but when we got involved with the show, it's beneficial to get in touch with those who are in the area who are within the field themselves. Correct. For every Jason and Grant that we tried, you know, to make contact with or, or happen to get in contact with, there's a Tom D'Agostino, a Chris Balzano, people who people didn't know their name at the time. Right. They've kind of earned, earned a lot of recognition through their work in the paranormal sense. But when we started here, you know, the, a lot of these guys were not, quote, unquote, regulars on the paranormal circuit. I think that their their research, their talent, their ability – um, and their hard work kind of allowed them to not stay in the in the shadows much longer. But. And I have to say, there's still plenty of people of their caliber out there still yet to be heard. There are there are plenty of great researchers out there who've yet to see the, you know, I don't want to say the light of day, but you know, they they've they've been grossly overlooked. Some of them don't. Some of them don't want to be in the spotlight either. That's, and, that's and, the other thing. And that's also uh, and and Matt, I don't know if you can bring up the uh, the chat room on um, 
Justin TV, but I'm sure there'll be some people that that are, are probably sharing thoughts there. If anything comes across, normally we don't like to kind of mo- we like to to jump into the chat room a little bit while we can during the show, but you know we don't like to to make that a major part of our show. Um, we like the fact that people can discuss amongst themselves while the show is going on. But if anything does pop up that's a, a point that you want to bring to the air, Matt, please don't hesitate to do so. And you can call in to 508-996-0500, 1-877-996-1420, or email us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. And we can open this up as, as much as we need to, but we won't call people out for things that we're not sure about here on the air, not without talking to them behind the scenes. That's not the way that it, it should be conducted. I mean, I'm not going to tell somebody else how to run their show. And obviously when you're involved in a program uh, that's internet-based on these internet networks and, and on these websites, I give them all the credit in the world for building something great out of... Right, but we're we're on the airways. We're... Cons- we're confined to certain rules. That kind of handcuffs us a yes, bit in a lot of what yes. we can do, too. Um, but we always try to, you know, we, tr- we try to keep a journalistic integrity. I have to. I'm a journalist by trade. I can't operate any other way. Because if I start throwing grenades here on this show, then it, it will negative- negatively affect my credibility as a journalist. Likewise, as a journalist, if I started, you know, writing stories about people and exposing people in the paranormal field and then buddied up to them on the radio program, that would look fishy too. So, you know, we, we have to follow that straight line of, of journalistic integrity. And part of that would be, you know, to call somebody and say, hey, we're, we're doing an interview with such and such a person and here's what we plan on talking about. We'd like to give you equal opportunity to respond. Now that could have been the case. We don't know. Um, so for all these people that are jumping out there and, and, and attacking <clears throat> this, uh, our colleagues here at the Ghost Diva show, you know, they're saying, oh, well, they didn't give them the chance to let, you know, any of the people from TAPS respond to the claims that Don was going to make on the show. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they invited them on and they just didn't have time. Maybe they didn't want to do it. We don't know the situation. But that being said, in my opinion, that interview was a little too inside. Why was it inside? Why do people want to know this information? That's the question. That's what I want to throw out here on the table. What difference does it make? Um, obviously, faking evidence, the, the possibility of faking evidence, in any way, if that happens in the paranormal field, it negatively affects everybody. Um, if uh, Sure, I mean, Ghost Hunters, is whether you like it or not, it's the public face of paranormal investigation to those who aren't in the know. The general television viewer watch that show and they think that's what paranormal investigation is about. But Fair bear enough. in mind, these are all TV shows. And let me say this because, like you said, we know all of the people involved in every one of these shows and we know them and the stuff that goes behind, on behind the scenes. And it deals with production companies and the way that TV works. Things get reshot, refilmed from different angles. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that something's faked or this and that. That's television production. That happens in every single one of those shows. And that's not so much that they're trying to alter anything. That That's for um, continuity purposes um, on what they're trying to show. 
you know, like when they do uh, what are known as pickups, where they sh- they mm-hmm. reshoot something. You know, it's not actually them walking into the room for the first time. It's they're actually reshot that. You, you know what I'm saying? We've done we've done some TV shows, and how right. many times and have the, they filmed we, us walking in and out of a room? Right. Or? That's what I'm saying. But other people will take that. Oh, is they're faking that? No, it's not being faked so much as it is. You know, the, the, it's where do you draw the line? What is and what isn't. So obviously the idea of evidence, that can negatively affect people because it is the public face of paranormal investigation. So if it turns out that, and I'm not, I'm not going to say ghost, I'm going to say if any show was faking evidence uh, or faking a situation or anything like that and passing it off as reality, then that could hurt the field. Right. The contract information, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the dynamics of the group, a lot of that stuff, I understand if Donna wanted to let that be known and wanted to get that out there. My question is why people want to know all that stuff. Like n- nobody wants to know, you know, the behind the scenes stuff of what we do. Well, I mean, it, it it's the controversy because it's popular. It's a target, and um, I have to say, at any Monday on any one of those shows can be the can be the subject of this kind of target and criticism. I mean, uh, same with their evidence. Now, other people can come up with plenty of claims, oh, this is how they, this can be faked. They, they said the same thing about the moon landing. Does that mean that they're right? Mm-hmm. We weren't there. We weren't there at the shooting and the production, well, so we can't say for sure. And look at the approach that Patrick Doyle from Haunted Hoax t- takes, as we talked about last week. He's not going to recreate this whatever ghost footage is out there on the Internet and say, it's a fake because, look, I was able to do it myself. He just wants to say, hey, look. I was able to do this too. Food for thought. Keep that right. in mind when but, you're when you're analyzing this. But some of the uh, slings and arrows come. Now I don't want to sound like I'm defending this thing, but I guess this winds up being just because you can show that you can do this doesn't necessarily mean that it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're trying to say that this is def- definite and definitive because you did this. Then we could say the same thing about anybody's evidence, and nobody goes anywhere. Well, give us your thoughts. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. One eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty, and we did have a caller on the line, but we got a little long winded. But please feel feel free to call back because we want to hear your thoughts on the subject. Um, do we defend them? Well, in the past, we've it'll seem like we've defended them because we've always given this forum to anybody in the field that wants to respond to criticisms that are being lobbied against them, to respond to some of the controversies that are out there. We had Kristen Gartland on talking about the incident at Waverly Hills with the trainee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had her responding, or through you, uh, responding to the, the underwear photos. <laughs> you know, A lot of this controversy is, has come up on this show in the past, and it's not our job in this manner to attack people for something. If evidence is faked, yes, we'll talk about it. I Have I seen... Um, evidence of that, not anything convincing. You know, I've seen where it's quite possible. Plenty of people come out with a lot of these theories and they'll recreate it and stuff like that. But (coughs) like I said, that's not, that's not proof. That's just a theory. And just to be fair, that's my fault because I'm watching this on, on YouTube and, and watching somebody's presentation of the video. So I'm not sure that it hasn't been doctored by whoever posted it. I don't really watch the shows anymore live because it became all-consuming. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's go to the phones here and take this call. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? How you doing, guys? Oh, we're spooktacular. How about yourself? Uh, not bad. Um, I don't want to change the subject. Well, I do <laughs> want to change the subject, but um, Veterans Day just passed. I was just wondering, like, uh, what kind of activity in our area 
as far as like war veterans that have passed away is there? Interesting question. Yeah, definitely. It's a great question. I mean, in terms of uh, the the different war memorials and the different sites around here, I've heard a lot of people tell me nothing from a group, nothing from any investigators, but from people who have just been out there themselves that tell me that when they go to the fort, either one of yeah. the forts, that uh, there always seems to be a residual presence there. You mean like Fort Rodman and Fort Phoenix? Yes. I know uh, a number of people who are interested in the paranormal who are kind of drawn to those areas, you know, either for jogging or hanging out, having a picnic, whatever, um, and they've said that they've had different instances that have occurred at those sites. Mm. I mean, have you heard any? Have you heard of anything related to any of these uh, locations? Um, no, I haven't, but I'm, like, interested in it, though. I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy going to Fort Rodman and Fort Phoenix and the whole history of it and as far as paranormal activity i haven't experienced any but i was just wondering if you know of anybody or you've heard of anybody that had any uh, well i'll tell you this and i don't mean to 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 beat on the subject because we do talk about it a lot but a lot of people don't know that this whole area was a battlefield back in king philip's war which of course was a, a colonial era uh battle between the colonists and the native americans but Everywhere that you walk uh, in the South Coast area was, was part of that war, part of those battles. So there were numerous fallen soldiers from both sides uh, all, all over the place. So essentially, a lot of this paranormal activity that we find in this area can be traced back to that. Interesting. Right. Well, thank um, okay. Also, um, I heard you guys talking about, I was like in and out of the show like the past hour. Mm -hmm. I heard you guys mention Eddie Money. Yep. Yes. In the area? He's yep. going to be playing in this area? He's going to be playing right here in Fairhaven at the Seaport Inn and Marina. Really? He's headlining the Rock for Christmas show coming up on December 4th. Uh, and it's going to be a, a show that has numerous acts on it, but Eddie Money is the headliner. And uh, it'll be happening right at the Seaport Inn. Tickets are only $20. Wow. And if you want to come by and purchase some, we're going to be here till midnight. we got some for sale. So. And all the money goes 100% to charity. Um, I can't go there tonight, but We'll have them next week. Okay. If uh, if we sell out of these ones, we'll make sure that we get some more from Wayne, and we'll have them here for you. Or or you can go right down to the Seaport Inn and buy them there as well. Okay. All right. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks a lot, guys. You got a great show. Thank All right. You. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And uh, speaking of events, and if you've never had a chance to investigate the paranormal and you want an opportunity to do so, <clears throat> excuse me, then uh, we're going to give you that chance on November 29th. We're having our Spooky South Coast Investigators Night at the Quickishan Club in Fall River. Uh, it's limited to only 50 people, and we've, we've had a number of sign-ups already, so uh, tickets are running low for that. But if you want to get involved, just uh, go to SpookySouthCoast.com, and you can click on the little thing there about Investigators Night on the left-hand side of the page, and that will bring you to a sign-up form which essentially gets all your vital information, emails it directly to me, and then you can pay for the ticket actually at the event. I know there's been some confusion with that. A lot of people are signing up and they're looking for the, the PayPal link. Well, we didn't set any of that stuff up. We're, we're just going to take your money at the door. So uh, just if you want to get involved, you want to get on the list for that event, then just go to SpookySouthCoast.com, sign up that way, or you can email me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com. The tickets are $50.00. And you get the chance to investigate alongside us, for whatever that's worth, <laughs> as well as members of the Dartmouth Anomalies research team. And we're going to have the whole place to ourselves. It's going to be closed down for the night. It's going to start at 6 p.m. We're going to give you a primer course. If you're not familiar with the paranormal or you want to learn more, 
We're going to give you a brief introduction to the field and the different devices you can use and the different techniques that you can use. And, you know, basically starting with, you know, what are some of the uh, examples of paranormal activity that you can encounter there all the way through to what kind of ways can we try to goad it out of there. <laughs> and uh, we'll make that real quick as possible so that you can get out there and actually do the investigating. Amateurs, first-timers, alongside experienced season investigators, it's a great setup in our eyes. We think it's the perfect way to learn and the perfect way to kind of recharge your batteries if you are an investigator and you need a fresh take. Uh, the Quickashan Club is just an amazing building. Uh, some of the stuff that Dart has gotten out of there and their uh, investigations of the place are, are, is fascinating. Uh, Luann from Whaling City Ghosts making that connection with Marie, the spirit of the prostitute. That was uh, an amazing thing, too. And all that stuff is right up on our website, SpookySouthCoast.com, if you want to check it out for yourself. But uh, we're going to go all the way till midnight, so you've got a chance to really get your feet wet and, and get into the place and really investigate and bring everything that you have alongside. I know a lot good of people pizza. have been uh, <laughs> yeah, good pizza too. Good pizza. I don't know if the chef's going to be uh, on, but I think uh, maybe uh, maybe we can talk Dan into to providing some pizzas, at least reheated pizzas. Um, but uh, bring everything that you have that you want to investigate with. Uh, we welcome you to bring whatever equipment because even if you don't get the chance to use it, I mean, if four teams show up with multi-camera DVR systems, it's going to get kind of. Uh, kind of crowded in there and, and redundant too in, in some cases, but you know, bring whatever it is that you have that you utilize because bring the you, basics. No, I'd say bring whatever you use because even if you don't get the chance to utilize it, you'll have the chance to show other people who might not have seen that piece of equipment and you can kind of show them how it works and you, you never know what people are going to show up with. I mean, one group might show up with a, you know, $10,000 FLIR thermal camera. And another group might show up with a garden hose and a monkey wrench, and that's how they investigate. And they're going to teach you something that you hadn't thought of. So it's in our eyes, it's a good way for people to kind of learn. And, and at the very least, you get into a really cool building, <laughs> and you get a chance to maybe experience some really cool activity. So November 29th, 6 p.m. to mid uh, 6 p.m. to midnight. Sign up right on SpookySouthCoast.com or email me Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com. Fifty dollars. You don't have to pay till the night of the event. I think that answers all the questions that we've been getting about that. All right. Settled? Fine by me. Settled. Okay. Matt, have you seen The Fourth Kind yet? No, I have not. All right. A lot of people are asking about this film. And the one question that I've been meaning to ask you, this, this, somebody very close to me saw the film and was very freaked out by it, said it was a great movie. And uh, the, the one thing that she's concerned with is she wants to know if the – uh, the footage that's used in the film is real. Apparently, they claim that it's based on a true story, and even though the main character is kind of a, a conglomeration of various people within the field, that a lot of the case studies are true experiences, and they're portrayed as they were originally reported. What do you know about that? Uh, well, there were a series of cases that happened up in Alaska. I think that a lot of this was... You know, parried from that. It's more of a, uh, best way to describe it is a Blair Witch type of version of alien abduction films. Uh, uh for, uh, I mean, uh, one of the first people I was talking to about this was Bud Hopkins, and he was totally unfamiliar with any of this stuff. And if he's not familiar with what, what was going on with that, then chances are. So the idea. That there were a number of cases that were happening up in Alaska. Uh, in Nome well, specifically, or just in across, no, Alaska? Or across Alaska, it's a lot of men. Nome. There were even guys taking photographs 
uh, one of these aliens in the snow. Um, like I said, uh, the, this wasn't widely published. So I think what happened is the uh, producer got a hold of uh, some some of the stuff that uh, independent researchers were doing, took that story, magnified it, and made a movie out of it. That's that's my opinion. I, I don't know the complete story. I've been trying to get a little bit more background info from it. But I do know that there were cases back in that time, yes. Okay, well, we know that Close Encounters of the Third Kind was um, the product of Steven Spielberg's imagination. Uh, a lot of his fears... Well, that was actually based... Uh, he based that on the Holloman uh, Air Force Base incident. But well, but a lot of the abduction scenario with the little boy and all that stuff—that oh, a lot of okay. that came from yeah. uh, Spielberg's mind. Uh, the Fire in the Sky film, as much as it really brought a lot of the factual information, you know, to light about the Travis Walton case, a lot of it too is Hollywoodized oh, as well. That that was, yeah, I know Travis. Travis is actually a personal friend, and uh, I was talking to him, and that was um, the the. Producer had his own version of what he wanted to put. Everything that happened to uh, Mike Rogers and the rest of the guys that they're showing in the um, in the film is completely accurate. The, that, but everything that happened to Travis after he was picked up is pure Hollywood. That none of that ever actually happened to Travis when he was actually uh, taken. So, and and now this new film, The Fourth Kind, some of that might be, um, you know, Hollywood. Hollywoodized. So my question to you is: You've had so many of these reports, and you've dealt with so many of these cases over the years. Hundreds of abductions. Can't the true story be scary enough? Yes, it it, it truly is. If you were to read some of the original cases and cases that happen today, I mean, a lot of it is misconception, especially when it comes to abductions. What most people don't realize, you know, everybody's, you know, oh, they come at night and take you out of your bed. 65% 65 of all all abductions happen during the day, okay? The other remainder happen during beginning of the evening hours. Roughly less than 10% are actually abducted from their beds. And and there's a lot of um, uh, differing stories, too, about uh, when somebody is abducted, whether or not a person, you know, because... my wife is a very intelligent right. person. We were talking about this after seeing the commercial for the fourth kind, and she's like, if these abductions do happen and they happen during the daytime, wouldn't somebody else see them happening? They do. And that's the thing. In some cases, they do. Yeah. In other cases, they don't. And for whatever reason, it's they've their mind is not... It all depends upon proximity and things like that. Certain cases, um, they've been witnessed. One particular famous case was the, the Brooklyn Bridge abduction, uh, Linda Cortile case. Half the people on the Brooklyn Bridge saw her being floated out the window. Uh, one very prominent uh, political, world political person that was in a motorcade down below watching this happen. I mean, so yeah, these things do happen where people are witnessed. And, you know, as, you know, she was taken out of her, her house and during, you know, like I said, normal, well, it was evening, but, you know, Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, and her husband was there, and they they get immobilized and stuff like that. Now, a lot of people try and put you know this on um, you know a well known disorder, sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and I I can't believe people are that well, naive. Naive no, to think that it's in you know. fairness, though some reports could be that. 
It could be, but I mean, uh, there's a difference between what happens to the people that are abducted in their beds. Like I said, the limited sure, few the, that are. When it, get, when it gets to you, and it gets to the point where it becomes something that's investigated, and where you're, you know, calling in guys like Bud Hopkins and discussing it with them, then yeah, by that point, you can pretty much rule that out. But a lot, a lot of people who think that they might have had—I don't want to say a minor abduction experience—but somebody who's had kind of just what they think is an inkling that it might have been an abduction case, or, or a. a feeling where they couldn't get out of their bed it could just be sleep paralysis right well that's what i'm saying and most almost 99 percent of the people that are taken during that bedtime experience none of them report being immobile to start with they don't wake up immobilized that that can be the sleep paralysis most people that are abducted at night it's they wake up in a lot of cases get up and, you know, do things and try and rouse their spouse or whatever, throw pillows at these things as they're coming in. Sleep paralysis, you're frozen from the moment you, quote, unquote, make consciousness. People that are abducted during these things get up and they're mobile and then become immobilized. Sleep it doesn't work backwards like that. It also doesn't affect your partner next to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's definitely uh, something that we can explore in a future show. And we've talked about it in the past. You can always go to the archives at SpookySouthCoast.com and check out some of our previous shows on the topic. But it's certainly something that uh, warrants another show with the fourth kind out there now. Uh, again, we're going to give out the information for Rock for Christmas. The local show here will be uh, December 4th at the Seaport Inn and Marina right here in Fairhaven. Also December 5th at Cape Cod Community College and uh, December 6th at the Newport Blues Cafe. And uh, the 14th at Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. All the information is on rock4xmas.com. That's rock, the number four, xmas.com. It's all linked right up to spookysouthcoast.com as well. So you'll have a chance to go there and you can find out more about the show as follow the updates. Uh, Twitter.com slash rock4xmas, rock, the number four, xmas. And that's where you can get all the tweets that will be coming in the f- next few days uh, regarding the different events. 20 bucks, you can't beat it. 20 bucks to see Eddie Money right here in Fairhaven. You can't go wrong. So we'll have uh, tickets here for sale next week, too, if you want to swing by the studio and purchase them from us as well. You can also get them at the Seaport Inn Marina directly. Uh, Spinnaker Records in Hyannis, Period and Men's Store in Hyannis. And you can always just, you know, find Wayne, too. He's all over the place. You never know where you're going to run into him. All right, well... I have to say, I'm I'm thoroughly prepared for these shows. I'm I cannot wait. Got my giant rock for Xmas pick here, so I'm going to play my guitar <laughs> with that later on tonight. And uh, next week we'll be back to talk more about the paranormal, as we do all the time here. And we welcome your thoughts and comments. Spooky crew at spookysouthcoast.com, twitter.com/slash/spookysc, and just let us know. There's a lot of controversy going on. Let us know your thoughts, and uh, we'll be sure to bring them to the airwaves if that's uh, how you want it. Yeah, one thing I have to say is, you know, everybody's going to have something to say about these things. And, you know, Donna has the right to say whatever she feels. She's her own person. And, you know, these other people are going to, yeah, let the chips fall where they may. As a great sage once said, everybody wants to talk like they've got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. So there you go. (laughs) Until next week, we want you all to stay spectacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. 
or at least until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to.